I mean, if you think of the demands that have been on the payroll professional just this year because of COVID in terms of managing the furlough payments, doing all the reporting, you know, there's continuing business as usual. It is fast paced. It is somewhere that there's lots of opportunity to change. You know, I started off as a payroll administrator. I've been in implementation. I've been in operations, as you said. So you, know, you don't just have to, to process someone's pay. You can work your way through a ladder and become a team leaders. There's payroll partners out there now in accounting firms that has never been seen before. So there's a real opportunity for career progression. Welcome to the Payroll Podcast with your host, Nick Day. Find out what it takes to truly discover what it takes to elevate your career within payroll as we meet with the industry leaders who are shaping the industry for tomorrow. Hello and welcome to the Payroll Podcast. Today I'm joined by Paul Gibbons, Chief Operating Officer at Pay Dashboard, a company who joined in February 2016 and was promoted to COO in September 2018. Now, Paul has an extensive background in payroll. He's worked in various roles, both processing payrolls in-house and in a bureau environment. He's CIPP qualified. And in fact, he also worked as a tutor for the Chartered Institute of Payroll Professionals, where he was educating and inspiring the next generation of payroll talent. So Paul is someone who's got lots of first-hand experience of the pressures of working in payroll. He truly understands and respects the challenges faced by both clients and internal departments. And he's using that knowledge now to help shape the functionality at Pay Dashboard. He's someone who's passionate about adding value to the payroll process. And he says at Pay Dashboard, for him and the business, the pay slip is just the beginning. So sit back, relax, and let's find out why. Paul, you've come from a bureau background. You're now vendor side with Pay Dashboard, providing software. We're going to find out all about that during the course of this podcast. What I'd love to know, and if we can, if you could just tell our listeners a little bit more about your experiences to date that have led you on your journey from... I guess, you know, starting in payroll at a more humble level all the way through to COO. So what your background has been to date and what's really brought you to where you are today at Pay Dashboard? Yeah. Hi there. I started off in payroll by accident, really. So my brother said, oh, there's a job going here when I left college after studying computer programming. Oh, well, you know, I need a job. It's the summer. Let's just go for it. So I got a job with him. And so that's really where things started in payroll. So I was there for a few years doing that and then moved to in-house payroll processing. So so the first job was was in a a bureau for a government agency, really. And then moved across into in-house payroll where I was there for a few years and just really learned the ropes, really. You know, that started to learn all about the um, statutory payments and all things like that that I didn't really learn um, at the first position. And as I progressed through that, I decided that I quite enjoyed the variety and the challenges that are in payroll and then decided to study with the CIPP for for my foundation degree. Um, At that time, I moved over to work for a payroll bureau and stayed with that bureau for 10, 11 years or so. Started off as a payroll administrator and, and then took over the implementation team so was responsible for going out and meeting clients and helping them on board their payrolls and working through their processes so I had quite a broad experience in payroll and one thing I did realize while studying and, and doing the job that, that I was doing is that I wanted to 
to educate others. So I'm also a tutor for the CIPP and spend the occasional Saturday teaching the newcomers to pay if you like, um, and helping them through with their studies as well. So um, after those 11 years in the Bureau, I decided time for a change. Um, and I moved over to, to pay dashboard and it was a real change, you know, moving from what was a real service industry type provider in terms of, you know, delivering payroll as a outsource provider um, to providing software for services providers. It took some getting used to. At first I thought, oh, this is nice, you know, this far more relaxed than being in the bureau environment and you know not don't have to worry about back deadlines and p7ds and tax year ends and and all those kind of things but um the reality soon changed when you know the demands of providing software that is used by over thirteen thousand companies throughout the uk you know there's a need to to make sure that software works um is robust has a um, a support desk that can respond to, to every user right down to employee level so um yeah it was soon met with some challenges as as our user numbers start to started to grow but yeah i've enjoyed the change and so that's where i've ended up now and uh been with pay dashboard now for the last four years or so and seen that move from a, a new business if you like to an established business that provides payslip information to hundreds of thousands of people a month now it's an amazing journey and i think you, know, you started your payroll career at a similar time to me in, on, on the payroll recruitment side. So uh, I'd be interested to know how, I mean, the idea concept of, of what you deliver now at Pay Dashboard was just so far removed from where you were in sort of 2003. The whole idea that this could be so interactive, it's amazing. So, so since you started your payroll career almost sort of 20 years ago, how has the evolution, how has pay evolved? How has the, the pay slip evolution, you know, evolved over that time? What kind of evolution have you seen within the payroll cycle that? has allowed, you know, I guess the future of payroll to be where it is or the technology that we're able to live in now to be where it is. Because, you know, even only a couple of years ago, I remember I did a, one of my first podcasts where um, I think it was Max van der Klispersink said to me the one thing he'd really like in the future is a really interactive payslip. And that would be amazing. And now here we are and these things are now being produced. So tell me a little bit about the, how you've experienced the, the evolution of pay. Yeah, so when I started out in payroll, you know, we had a doc matrix printer that you'd uh, line up your payslips on and make sure it was exactly lined up right because um, otherwise the print job would be all over the place and you used to spend you know countless amount of hours afterwards separating the carbon copy payslip from the true payslip it was almost like a workout for, for your arms you know keep separating the documents and um, I mean that's what that's how it was when I first started and obviously you know from that time you've seen things change to you know, payslips delivered by email, payslips delivered in a portal. So when I was looking to join Pay Dashboard, the thing that um, excited me was just that payday experience that that we provide. Um, so it was saying that, okay, well, every employee has to get a payslip. That's fine. Um, but it shouldn't just be a tick of the box exercise. It should be something that the employee can use that will help them to understand their pay. And the way you know payroll processing has changed over the years, and and the demand on on the payroll individual, you know, it's not just data entry like it perhaps used to be. It's a very skilled subject matter now that covers a, a huge array of different things. So you know, an individual doesn't have the time to pick up the phone and speak to their employee and talk to them about their tax code or to help them understand that you know if they're working from home, they can um, apply to get some funding to to help them you know alongside their tax code. 
So having an interactive payslip does all that for you. And it's just engaging with an employee. You know, the, why should the payroll processing stop when the payslip's delivered? Yes, it's the end of the, the calculation piece. But, you know, there's much more that you can do to, with an employee as an employer or a service provider on delivery of that document. <clears throat> so to see things change that way to, yes, okay, payslips are delivered in the portal, but, you know, there's still a static image of a, a payslip. Basically, you're just hosting it in the cloud to be able for a user to go in and interact and you know quickly look at how much overtime they've accrued in the last year or you know to analyze that if they did this they could save this you know did they know that actually year on year their pay has gone up by so many percent people engage in a different way when you present information to them differently so that's what we do here and i think that you know technology is fast becoming well, you know, it's had an impact on on every industry, but um, payroll has probably been one of the slowest in the financial sectors to to change. And you know, we hear now about automation and you know bots and things like that coming in to to do stuff. But and and that's all great because there are a lot of tasks that are you know exactly the same. Um, so so efficiencies are needed. So we sit there saying, okay, well, how can we provide efficiency through the payslip? And if we can answer people's tax code queries or we can give them some advice about, um, you know, marriage person's allowance and things like that, then that's just adding value and saving the processor time. Sure. Well, that makes sense. I mean, something I'm seeing in the recruitment side and you've heard it in these podcasts before is, you know, we've seen a change on, in, in terms of what employers are looking for now. It used to be about attracting employees to their brand. Now it's a lot more about retention. It's a lot more about employee engagement. And within that comes the employee experience. And that payslip is a big part of that employee experience. You know, we work really hard. We're still on a pretty, generally across the UK, on a pretty traditional monthly pay cycle. That may well change in the future with pay-on-demand services coming in, which I'm sure will throw some problems your way as well. But I think that experience piece, that end of the month feeling when you do get paid, you know it's payday, and you open, back in the day, you used to open that payslip and see what was inside. That is a real experience for employees. So do you think that this is now sort of a, it makes sense that it's contributing to that employee engagement piece. Are you seeing any data that supports, you know, that, that, that wellness side of things, that, that engagement piece that's, that's I guess, re- reducing attrition for employers because they are feeling like they are more engaged and they are getting a better experience through the way that they work? Yeah, definitely. You know, um, we talk a lot about the payday experience and, you know, that really the experience of payday starts from when you receive your pay. You know, as an employee, you've worked hard all month or, you know, whatever your pay frequency is, um, and you receive that pay slip. And yes, okay, you may look at your bank statement and say, well, the money's gone in, great. Um, but you want to understand how that figure has been arrived at. And, you know, that the experience then for the employee starts then, you know, they start thinking about, well, you know, what have I got to spend out this month or, you know, what, what am I um costs going to be um so how much disposable income do i have and you know there's a lot of issues going on at the moment in the world and you know with financial well-being and, and all those kind of things being really important we find that having an interactive pace that does allow an employer to engage with their employees without really having to, to put a lot of effort in um you know we talk to them about um trends that have happened on their pay um, to identify for them that, you know, what has actually changed on their pay. You know, I think there's stats that say that 64% of people check their paid right based on comparing their last payslip to the most recent payslip. Well, we do all that 
for you so that you just literally look at a screen and it's there. And so an employee feels their employer is helping them to, to, to know more about what's going on with their pay, to, to, to get access to a lot more information. And as I say, the, the financial wellbeing piece is, is really key. You know, money is tight, you know, with COVID and everything that's happened that, you know, we're starting to see a lot of redundancies happen in certain industries. This all going to have a, an impact somewhere along the line. So, you know, if, if you can provide to your employees some um, literature and um, opportunity to, to, to help with their financial wellbeing, then, then why wouldn't you do that when you have them, you know, focused on something every time they get paid? I mean, you've worked in-house, you've worked bureau side, you're now software side, obviously supporting clients. Do you feel then that from, from a payroll management perspective, the payroll managers listening to this, that they should be, you know, pushing their employers to play a bigger part in the financial wellness of their employees? And do you think they can do that through payroll? Do you think it's a, a payroll manager's responsibility to try and improve the financial wellness of their employees through this experience? Does this need to come from the payroll manager or should this come from above? Um, I think it's a combination of both, um, to be fair. I think that in payroll, we know that it's a very emotive subject. We know that, you know, you can get someone's pay incorrectly um, calculated and the knock-on effects of that are quite severe. So if we want to actually change that to a positive in terms of every time they get paid, they're experiencing a really good experience in terms of, you know, here's some information for you about some financial uh, well-being, whether it's... um, you know, about switching your own electricity supplies or whatever it may be, um, you know, it's just taking that step a bit further. You have them for, for you know, a captive audience at that time, if you like, when delivering that pace, when people are really thinking about what are they going to do? You know, how much money have I got left this month to be able to, to I don't know, maybe take a holiday or, you know, go to the shops or whatever and buy some new things for the house. And, you know, it's at that point. And I think that payroll people, we see a lot of what happens and we we really get a vibe from people that we pay in terms of their struggles you can tend to feel it when you get queries back and things like that that you know and i think that with a payroll professional i think the the biggest concern for those guys is how much more effort is going to be required on me and so you know with my background now sitting in software i've worked in the bureau for for 11 years so i completely understand the struggles that payroll professionals run under, whether it's in-house or, or in a bureau and how their time is stretched. So I think if you can put something around a task that you already do, which is delivering a payslip that allows an employee to be able to, to be engaged with by their employer, um, then why would you not really want to, to champion that? And I think that payroll professionals are probably, they sometimes be able to get their voice across as loud as as they should do it's a good opportunity then using this as an example it's a good opportunity for people to find that voice because this seems to be a a win-win solution all around really if it improves the employee experience then you're you're achieving your strategic objectives at board level in terms of that retention piece but also it allows you to actually as a payroll professional have a real impact on on, on, a, on a broader organizational objective as well you know around that experience piece around that financial wellness so it's quite an interesting dynamic because you know, it's not often that payroll people have that opportunity. And it sounds like this, the, 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 the modern pay slip is, is, is one of, of a few things like pay on demand and other services that are coming to the fore now. A, a, another opportunity for payroll professionals to kind of raise their hands above the power pit and say, actually, we should be doing something here because, you know, it can make a difference. I, I think so. I think, you know, like we, we talk, although, you know, our primary focus is, is delivering pay slip data, 
we we do refer to ourselves as an engagement tool and i think that a payroll professional is probably the person that in any organization people will just naturally migrate to so whether they've got a query about logging into their benefits portal or a query about their pay or a query you know it all tends to feed back through to to, to payroll if it's anything linked even you know by a small uh, margin to, to payroll that user has to to deal with that situation and i think that you know, with with the interactive side is what we try to do is is give time back to a payroll professional. So whether that is providing financial wellbeing or literature around um, tax code advice or, um, you know, educational content for, for marriage allowance, then it allows the payroll professional to actually do the job that they should be doing and not have to spend a lot of time answering queries and, and questions that, you know, could be provided to, to the employee in a smart and interactive way. Sure. So, I mean, this is obviously pretty pretty new tech in the, in the scheme of things. I said two years ago, we were talking about this happening. Now we're here, we're delivering it, and we're seeing technology change at a really rapid, rapid pace. In fact, it's probably changing quicker than the skills required to actually manage it. So with that in mind, how do you think this these technology advancements are going to change the future skills requirements of payroll professionals? Are there any recommendations that you can provide as someone who's right at the coal face on the tech side of things that you could give to payroll professionals who who want to prepare for what is coming in the future? You know, a lot of it comes down to um, the ability to want to change is to to accept that you know technology is going to have an impact um, and that. You know, the broad brush stuff in terms of how you calculate SSP, for example, maternity pay, you know, that that's the same no matter what technology you use. Um, so in terms of your skill set, I would say that it's just been being able to be dynamic, um, being able to um, think creatively. Um, I think software providers now that um, are coming to the market we've just got our partnership agreement with with pay circle is that those kind of providers are out there um you know wanting to make the technology changes as easy as possible for the users so you know gone are the days where systems had hundreds of tick boxes that you had to tick a million different things in order for it to do one little thing um it's all a lot more hidden behind the scenes now it's a lot more structured in terms of you know let's really think of a user's journey when we build a piece of software um and that's what we do we you know we have the benefit of of someone like myself who's been in-house and in a bureau so they're going okay well what makes sense for a payroll professional to sit in there processing payroll high volume on demand with with very tight deadlines so, so we always consider that that person um in every process that we make and in terms of you know how you yourself personally and build up your your skill set i think it's taking time out to say okay well you know i need to learn certain things you know i need to be able to to do this in order to to do my job correctly we are lucky enough where in pay dashboard we have a really good collaboration between the teams um and everyone pitches in to, to all sorts of different things so you know we have our developers join sales meetings and um you know our sales people join our operational discussions and so everyone learns through engaging with each other and that way everyone feels they're part of the business as well sure i like that I and mean, collaboration is obviously really important but what i'd be interested to know 
from you though, Paul, because you, you know, you're someone who is at a role now which a lot of payroll professionals will aspire to get to. You know, right at the, the COO of Pay Dashboard. What's been the, what's been the, the the steepest learning curve from you moving away from payroll operations, if you like, into uh, I guess a role like like COO? Where's what, what? How's that journey been for you? Where have been the steep learning curves? For me personally, it's just realizing that actually your you know your involvement in something is actually quite important to the business which sounds bizarre being the COO and and not really appreciating that but people do aspire to learn some of the knowledge that I have in terms of you know the payroll knowledge as as well as the the system knowledge and I think that for me that the biggest learning curve has been to just respect that you know we are a software provider we deliver technology um, to a lot of people in lots of different ways um, who have lots of different skill sets. So, you know, we do have the, you know, the older generation that are trying to to access our site in order to gain their pay slips. And then the other side is we have, you know, young individuals who have never experienced receiving a paper document in their lives. So, you know, we're building a solution that has to adapt to that. And I guess for me, it's being able to recognize that we want to be agile as a business. And I appreciate the the difficulties that happen in payroll, but also in software, we can't just build something and push it out for, for release in hours. You know, we, we have to do it in a structured way. And I guess for me, that was quite a tough learning curve. I'm used to just saying, right, okay, we need to do this. Let's get it done and, and let's just do it. And we can't do that when we have so many users on the platform but what we do do is is structure things in a way that that we can help people quickly i think that would definitely be the my biggest challenge in your environment is if i saw a new feature i would want to get it straight out Uh, i know you need to test and do these things but i I get so excited i think i'd find it really difficult to hold back until all the testing had been complete i'd get i'd just get too excited (laughs) yeah I, i i'm the same and um i think sometimes the developers they just want to lock me in a room really because uh like come let's get this ship let's get it out the door you know we need to do this now and actually it's a process that we need to go through and it's a it's a process that needs to happen and then you know to 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 make sure things work correctly and the last thing we'd want is for people not to be able to access their payslips when when they need to that bureau background does uh still sit with me i'm afraid where it needs to be done it needs to be done right now <laughs> sure no, i can imagine i'm sure there'll be people listening that can uh can can can, can feel the same way and can sympathise with that as well. Well, listen, we're going to find out a little bit more about yourself, Paul. Uh, number one, first question, which individual has influenced your career the most? So when I studied my foundation degree, my tutor was Christine Johnson. And I just, I remember attending her module review days and she was just normal. You know, that it's, it's, it's difficult to explain, but, um, you know, she just put it on a level that you could just relate to. And um, she inspired me to, to to want to be a tutor for the CIPP. And, you know, the way that I teach and I do the module review days is, is very similar that, you know, if you can relate it to a process, people will learn a lot better. So she was my, my really inspiration professionally. Great. I know Christine Johnson. So yeah, great, great chance to give her a little shout out here on the podcast. Fantastic. Uh, second, what are the, the main resources that have really helped you on your career journey? I would just say that it's been colleagues, really, and both in the companies that I've worked for and the CIPP. We have, there's a vast amount of information available online, and I think a lot of us experience the the greyness of the HMRC that things are not always black and white, and sometimes you need to 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 rely on 
colleagues, tutor groups to be able to find your way forwards in some situations. So I think resource-wise, it's really been colleagues that have been supportive all the way through. Excellent. I'm definitely getting a collaborative feel from uh, from this interview as well. It's something that you're clearly passionate about. It's that collaboration piece, which is great, which is great. So uh, next question, if you could invite three people to a dinner party, they can be dead or alive, who would they be and why? Oh, gosh. Um, so definitely invite Adele. I think she'd be quite funny. Oh, no, you've knocked me all off kilter now. I can't think of the other two. I saw Adele live, actually, last year. She is hilarious. She's, I, well, she wasn't, I didn't realise she was like that when she wasn't singing. She completely caught me off guard, but she was fantastic. Yeah, I was lucky enough to see her twice before the final concert where she had to pull out. So uh, I, I'm quite lucky to, to have done that. Um, so, yeah, I'd probably invite Adele. Uh, my dad, who's no longer with us, I would uh, like him to, to be around the table. And I would probably say someone like uh, Frank Sinatra or something like that. Perfect, perfect. Well, that sounds like a pretty good dinner party to me. Last question, and we're going to keep it a little bit off piece here. If you had any superpower, Paul, what would it be and why? Uh, it'd probably be to, to change time, I would say, would be the superpower. Um, just that there never feels like there's enough time in the day, whether it's um, you're on holiday, relaxing, you've got a busy day in the office, um, you're just doing something that's rather enjoyable. You either want to slow the time down, speed the time up, or just give yourself more time in general. Brilliant. So well, that's a brand new answer that. as well. I don't think we've ever had that before. So there you go. It's a unique answer. I love it. That's uh, you brought it right here in the Pearl Podcast. It's fantastic. This we're going to jump to a quick advert break. We're going to find out a little bit more about Pay Dashboard, a little bit more about the software and the journey as well. So stay tuned. I'm back with you in just one moment. Have you ever asked yourself how can I recruit payroll staff effectively? Please don't give up on your recruitment project just yet. Here at JGA Payroll Recruitment, we appreciate the difficulties associated with attracting, recruiting and retaining top payroll talent. We also understand just how costly a poor payroll hire can be. JGA Recruitment are a niche payroll recruitment agency who will partner with you to resource payroll candidates who will improve both the accuracy and efficiency of your payroll department. Contact us today on 01727 800 377 or visit jgarecruitment.com to find out more. Paul, let's talk a little bit more about Pay Dashboard. I've read that obviously you're an independent provider and that you're not affiliated to any of the payroll bureaus or payroll software packages. And it's been quite a strategic decision to remain agnostic so that you can, presumably, you're therefore free to work with sort of any payroll service provider or any software without fear of competing for the same clients. Tell me a little bit more about that strategic decision. Obviously, I read a little bit about your collaboration recently with PayCircle. I don't know if that affects that independency or I'd love to hear a little bit more about the philosophy of Pay Dashboard um, from that independent perspective. Yeah, so so we decided that you know that if we think about the payroll process in in that you know it's like uh, and football is not my forte, but you know if we consider you know like a football pitch is that we do the last ten yards of, of the payroll process and in terms of the delivery side, really really well, and the software providers um, do the other ninety yards very very well as well. So we believe that actually you know there is a need to collaborate. And one of the, the things that I've always found in the industry is collaboration is really difficult between software providers. Um, everyone's quite protective of their client bases and want to, to retain them for themselves. What we believe in is actually best of breed in that you know the provider should be able to pick the software that, that works for them. 
And therefore, we said, well, that we're never going to go into processing payroll. We don't want to build a payroll software technology. There's lots of them out there. There's some that are very, very good. And, you know, why do we want to reinvent the wheel? You know, we want to do what we do really well. So we went about um, collaboration. Yes, we have our partnership with PayCircle that we're very excited about. And that doesn't change anything in terms of us wanting to be agnostic. It just means that when the service provider, you know, a, a bureau or, you know, a, a direct client wants to use the best of both softwares, then they can. And together they know that they have two providers that are working together in the background to provide them with the best possible solution that they can have. And that's really our, our ethos really is that, you know, we, we don't want to, to reinvent the wheel. We want to change the wheel um, through collaboration, through good technology, through engagement and through listening to our customers and delivering what they, they want. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's, that's what we, we're all about, really. Talk about that. I didn't realize it was going to go there, but you're talking about that collaboration piece again, which is great, which is fantastic. <laughs> and it's, you know, it is exciting to see that we can do a lot more now, you know, through the providers, through different softwares, we, we get, we're seeing a lot more expert level software in different areas rather than sort of integrated packages that do everything. There's been a real change in direction, I think, as, as sort of from a recruitment perspective, we're seeing clients take on, as you, as you term, best in breed elements that they can incorporate into there and can integrate with those existing systems, which is kind of a new thing. It used to be sort of all in one packages. And I, I think there's a bit of a move away from those or certainly I'm seeing it as a recruiter. Now, I know that Pay Dashboard obviously likes to take a different approach to pay slips because and I read here that you like to, you know, to look at them at the start of the, you know, as the start of the journey for an employee rather than just the output of the payroll process. But you mentioned just a minute ago that really you're focused on those last 10 yards. So can you tell me a little bit more about you know, how you then, although you're focused on the last 10 yards using the football analogy, how you're also able to really look at this, the whole journey for an employee through the post the process. Yeah, so, so when I say the last 10 yards, uh, I mean that in terms of the payroll processing in that most situations, when you get to the pace of delivery, you, you're closing down your payroll process then. And, and really for us, it's, it's where our the extra 90 yards then starts um, is that we say, okay, we're, we're kicking in here. We're, we're starting to do the delivery piece. So, you know, how do we give that employee the best experience that they can have from receiving their payslip? Um, which is why we talk about the, the payday experience in that, you know, we, we have very high engagement rates for, for people accessing our solution. You know, they, they are engaged. They, they want to come in. They, they read a number of different articles that, that we have in there. They interact with the features that we have. Um, so we are taking them through that journey. We take them through the journey in terms of showing them what has changed on their pay. Have they considered looking at certain pieces of information? So if you think their tax code may not be right, we guide them through to some simple self-help articles that, that can help them to, to maybe address that issue, um, which all leads back to, to the financial wellbeing piece. So when we talk about working with other software providers, you know, we, we do that part very, very well. So yes, we deliver a payslip. We tick that box because that's legislative and that has to happen. But we take that user on the journey that, that no other provider really does and engage with them on lots of different levels. And then, you know, as I said before, our engagement rates are incredibly high for, for a payslip delivery platform. I've got to ask, this is really from my own pure personal curiosity, but and if you're able to share it, if you can't, fair enough. If you can, I'd love to know. What's the the most clicked on piece of data that people look at and look at their pay? Because they're, they're, the first thing they go to is, you know, seeing, for example, 
how much their pay has increased or seeing how much they've been taxed or, you know, what's what's the most popular part of the interactive experience that you see employees really engaging with through, through, through the pay dashboard platform? So it's what's changed on my pay is, is probably the highest. And then in terms of our guidance articles that, that we provide to, to employees, they do change at the moment, you know, when COVID originally kicked in and, and people were SSP related to, to COVID, that become our highest read article. It's since changed to I think it switches between emergency tax codes and marriage allowance. It really depends what's going on in the world at the time of our guidance articles, but we try and keep them as up to date with what's going on in the world as, as possible so that so they relate to people. And what about on the pay slip itself? So that when, when they're actually accessing their pay slip, the most clickable bit is which really the bit you mentioned about what's changed in their pay. Exactly, yeah. The bit that was changed, um, people go to that, they can quickly see by percentage and cash value. Um, what's changing their pay and I think most of us will want to know well why has my pay changed obviously it's you know if you get over time and things like that there's an expectation there Um, but it's the quickest way really to identify if your pay is is correct or not so that's our highest clickable feature if you like right and you mentioned just a moment ago you know the impacts that we've all experienced with with COVID Uh, we're still I think we've 100 days just gone 100 days past now since uh, since the pandemic began are there any features that you've had to consider uh, in order to react to COVID-19 at a pay dashboard? Particularly with CJRS payments, I'm assuming that's been a, a complex uh, element right off the bat to, to start incorporating into your pay slips. Yeah, so luckily, um, the way that we, we receive data, um, we can handle the, the furlough scheme showing on the pay slips um, quite easily. What we did build out was a, was a COVID-19 dashboard for, for our agent users. So for, for those individuals that published the data, uh, we built out a dashboard for them so they could analyze across their entire client base, how many clients have had a furlough payment, how many clients have seen a decline or an increase in headcount across their entire client base. If you're in the commercial bureau, for example, you know, you've got 800 clients. That's quite a powerful tool to be able to, to, to give that back to them quite quickly. Most software providers will look at everything as a, as a per payroll scenario. So a per employer, you don't get the visibility across your entire client base. So um, I think we um, we come up with the idea, built it, released it uh, within nine days. And so that was put out at the, the, the very beginning of the pandemic for our agent users to, to use. And that's seen some good responses on there. So it's just little things like that that, that you know, as an agile business, we can respond to and you know, in my position, I can change the priorities of the development pipeline to, to meet the needs of our customers. And we felt that that's something that we could do to, to help them um, in, in the crisis. So, yeah, quite pleased with that. Yeah, it sounds powerful. It's a great example of how you can deliver um, value at, at scale as well. And what I thought was quite interesting is, you know, there's so many software providers out there delivering different best in class or best in breed, as you put it, um, elements to the pay cycle. But actually, not always are they championed by someone that's worked in payroll for nearly 20 years at administrative and operational level. So actually, you having that, that background in bureau services, that background of what it feels like to be a payroll manager, must be a really powerful um, level of knowledge to be able to utilise when we do have crises like COVID-19 and when you do need to release a new product. Because presumably, you know, you'll know firsthand what some of the challenges are that people are going to be faced with. When you know when this particular crisis hit, you know you'll have a you'll be able to resonate with the experience and the pressures they'll be feeling, and that must be an invaluable um, knowledge to offer to offer pay dashboard as COO. It is, and for me, it's about 
thinking about that person and being in their shoes you know they're having to learn about how to process the furlough payments in potentially a remote environment where you know if you've got a team of 10 people you're you're having to train them on on something remotely that you may not have ever done before uh, which is happening all in real time um so for me to be able to to put some of that into to pay dashboard is is really um key and it is rewarding you know i can sit and have a conversation with a client and talk to them about their payroll processing and understand where they're getting issues and not just talk to them about software um so i can really use that skill to relate to to what's going on and it helps with with my team in 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 inside pay dashboard you know like our sales team are, they're very conscious about payroll processing times and you know so we make a conscious effort not to disturb people when we believe that they're going to be the most busy you know we don't want to be a nuisance to people and so to, to provide that knowledge and, and and wealth of information back to my colleagues it just makes pay dashboard stronger it makes them approachable to, to payroll providers in that you know we do understand what they go through on a daily basis and we want to help them we want to provide solutions that will give them time back and so, yeah, I can sit there and really resonate with what's going on. Excellent. Well, listen, last question before we open the vault pool. I think it's, I had to ask this before we opened it, which is, you know, you've got experience of in-house payroll. You've got experience of bureau payroll. You've been a payroll tutor for the, the Chartered Institute of Payroll Professionals. You've worked in operations and you're obviously now a COO within a software environment. If you were to sell payroll as a career, and I personally do think there's an issue as a recruiter in encouraging the younger generation to select payroll as a career choice. I think it's strange for me because it's the most exciting it's probably ever been as a career choice. And we need to get that message out in my view. How would you sell payroll as a career, knowing the opportunities you've had and knowing all the different elements that you've been part of to someone who perhaps had never considered payroll as a choice before? I just think there's so much career opportunity within that area. It is dynamic, it is fast paced, it's forever changing. I mean, if you think of the demands that have been on the payroll professional just this year because of COVID, in terms of, you know, managing the furlough payments, doing all the reporting, um, you know, there's continuing business as usual, you know, like it is fast paced. It is somewhere that there's lots of opportunity to to change. You know, I started off as a payroll administrator. I've been in implementation. I've been in operations, as you said. So you, know, you don't just have to, to process someone's pay. You can work your way through a ladder and become a team leaders. There's payroll partners out there now in accounting firms that has never been seen before. So there's a real opportunity for career progression. It really depends what you want to to explore. You know, if you're someone that... You know, I should admit that I'm not particularly very good with numbers, uh, which is ironic, considering I work in, <laughs> in the industry. But, you know, I'm much more customer focused. Um, and so it's a blend of the two. Um, so I think that there is a real camaraderie as well within payroll, that we all look after each other. And so as a career, I don't see it being any different to being an accountant, really, with the progression that's available now. Yeah, well, I, I fully agree. I definitely agree with the um, the, the, the collaboration. Again, we talk about collaboration again, but that community spirit. I mean, I don't work in processing payroll. I work in payroll recruitment, but rightly or wrongly, and maybe people don't want me to, but I feel very much part of the payroll community. And I think it's a very inclusive community, an incredibly supportive community. Um, and it's quite unique, I think, in that sense. So I think um, you put it brilliantly there. I think there's loads of opportunity, as you mentioned, in implementation, in sales, in operations, in technology, which we're seeing advance all the time. Um, and it's really good to hear 
hear your perspective uh, from someone who's actually made it to, to, to the top of the tree, if you like, within the software business, which is fantastic. Look, we're gonna open the vault. Entering the vault. One piece of advice you would give to someone working in payroll right now? It would be take your time, don't overcommit. So I have been in the situation where I said, yes, 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 we can get something done, get something done, get something done, rush, 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 rush. And then it goes horribly wrong. And, you know, as someone that doesn't like to to cause anyone any problems, um, that's a steep learning curve. So I would just say to people that, you know, you want to help people, you want to do the best thing. No one ever wants to make a mistake on someone's pay. So just take a second, breathe and relax and then, you know, tackle the problem head on. Perfect. Fantastic. If you had the benefit of hindsight, what's the one career decision you would change? I'd have probably, uh, when I started off in, in payroll, probably would have tried harder to understand some of the, the legislative pieces that were in place. Yeah, I was first out of college. I got a job working with my brother and really just used it as a means to, to get paid rather than considering it as an opportunity to, to, to formalize a career. But I, luckily, when I do, I changed that job, I, I managed to, to, to change that attitude and was given the opportunity to, to step up quite early on in, in that role um, and, and took that opportunity. But otherwise, I would say, you know, hindsight, I, I've been really lucky and I've worked for some great companies and had some brilliant job roles and, you know, met some fantastic people along the way. Um, so I don't really have many regrets in terms of my career at all. Fantastic. That's what we like to hear. That's good. That's good. Uh, let's flip it then. If you had the power of foresight and you could change the entire payroll industry with one action or one improvement, what would that action or improvement be? Just allow everyone to be able to collaborate. Collaborate? Collaborate. <laughs> <laughs> collaborate. <laughs> to collaborate, yeah. So um, I think that you know the industry is still a bit stuck in its way in terms of you know ring fencing client bases and actually for people to to get the best they need to be able to to have providers that, that are willing to to collaborate so i think that you know i would like to be able to see you know, everyone just say yeah come on let's all just work together provide the best possible solutions to the end users well, it's definitely a running theme collaboration through the through the the body of this podcast and actually i'll talk a little in just a moment about an e-summit that's coming up at pay dashboard which talks about collaboration and, and promotes collaboration in even more detail in just a moment but last question within the vault what's the most common reason do you think that uh, for businesses failing when it comes to providing a robust payroll service i think it's training and education i think that in most cases you know payroll is seen as an overhead um which it is Therefore, you don't have an individual just sitting around waiting for more work to, to come on board. So when you do have to recruit, you know, there is an awful lot of information that a payroll, provide, a payroll person um, has to now learn. You know, if you think that we've got all the statutory, all the pension, at the moment, we've got all the furlough stuff going on. There's systems to use, there's customers to please, there's colleagues to, to get to know that I think that, you know, training and education is, is really key. Um, to providing a, a good service. Um, I also think that um, alongside that, you need to be um, transparent with your customers um, and be quite open and honest with them. Um, it's For me, it's a relationship piece 
more than you know you're a client and you pay us and and that's that i i really value the the relationship side of things and you know we'll often have conversations with um our customers that is nothing more than a chat over a coffee and we gradually get around to talking about business but you know i like to hear that you know their children are getting married or you know babies are on the way and, and what have you and i think that's really key in order to provide that level of service the want to know your customer is is key yeah well, i completely agree with that and actually have a similar i would like to think i have a similar mentality when it comes to approaching the clients that we work with so fully agree and a great way to, to finish the podcast there are of course some links to mention that i would love to direct people to if you're interested in finding out more about pay dashboard please do go to paydashboard.com i will put a link in the episode notes so you can fast track straight to the website if you wish to i'll also put a link to uh, paul's linkedin profile so if you want to connect with paul directly to talk more about the services they provide please find his link again in the episode notes. But also I found this out this morning, hot off the press from Laura, who works in your marketing department, that the Pay Dashboard are launching an e-summit, which is taking place on Thursday, the 12th of November. It's between one o'clock and five o'clock. You can sign up directly on their website. But again, I will put a link in the episode notes, but it's very much talking about, if I understand it correctly, we know during COVID that the challenges that have been faced by payroll teams, particularly within a environment have been quite different to those faced by in-house payroll teams. So, it's, a, it's an e-summit that's going to be talking about the coronavirus pandemic. It's designed specifically for firms who are running a payroll service. It's going to feature key insights from some amazing speakers that have a long-term background in the industry. Um, so if you're interested in finding out more about that e-summit, I don't know if there's anything you can add to that, Paul, about what it's all about taking place in November. Yeah, we launched it last year. and We had some fantastic keynote speakers. It was just a place where people can come together they can learn, they can talk, they can share their, their, any issues they're having, they can share their experiences, what's worked for them, what hasn't worked for them. Um, it's just a really, really nice um, environment to, to be in. Um, and it also gives confidence that, you know, you're not out there on your own. We're, we're all here. We're all in the boat together. And, and yeah, people can sign up at paydashwood.com forward slash PSS. Fantastic. And it's that collaboration piece again. I also hope to be to be there to, to be involved as well. So if you are going to be signing up, hopefully I can say hello to you all, all you listeners at the moment at that e-summit. Of course, if you are a payroll leader listening to this podcast and you've got a payroll related vacancy, you want some specialist support from someone that actually understands payroll, i.e. myself or my team, please do give us a call. My number is 01727 800 377 or you can reach me directly at nick at JGA Recruitment. Otherwise, thank you so much, Paul, for joining me today on the podcast. Thank you for listening, folks. And I look forward to bringing you all the next episode of the Payroll Podcast real soon. Take care of yourselves and each other. Speak to you soon. Thank you so much for tuning into the Payroll Podcast with Nick Day of JGA Recruitment. If you need help with a current payroll vacancy, then please get in touch with Nick and his team. All contact details can be found in the episode notes. In the meantime, to make sure you never miss a future episode, please subscribe to the show through any of your favorite podcast channels. Till next time.